In this Perek, the Rambam begins to focus on the uh, ninth and tenth mitzvahs of the ten mitzvahs which he said that Torah is based on, which is to obey a Navi who speaks in the name of Hashem, prophet, and not to test Hashem. Halacha Aleph. It is a fundamental principle of our religion of Judaism later to know that Hashem communicates with the people through prophecy. Because if Hashem does not communicate through prophecy, then Hashem never, never spoke to Avram Avinu, Hashem never spoke to Moshe Chas Shalom, and so Yiddishkeit is irrelevant. And therefore, it's a fundamental belief. The prophecy will not descend on a person unless he is a very wise individual and intelligent. Mighty in his character traits And his inclination never gets the better of him In any matter in the world Ella rather He overpowers Through using his faculty of knowledge Over his inclination constantly He must also possess a broad and correct mental outlook A person who is full of these character traits Shalom Gufoy and perfect physically as well, so there's nothing preventing the energy of his soul to permeate his body because he's physically perfect. When he delves into the orchard, when he delves into the concepts that we discussed in the first four chapters, the Maisa Merkava, Maisa Bracious, the greatness of spirituality and godliness and the greatness of creation. And he, he continues to delve into those great lofty concepts. And he has a correct outlook to understand them properly. And he continuously goes in the way of sanctifying himself. He separates himself from, he, he distances himself from the manners of the average person. Who go in the darkness, the darkness of the times, being obsessed with careers and popularity and money, etc. Continuously trains himself. And teaches himself never to have any thoughts about any 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 irrelevant things or any of the vanities of the times. Rather, his mind is constantly turned towards above. Hakise bound to under the great throne of Hashem. To understand more and more about the holy existences which we discussed in the first four chapters, the spheres and the angels. He's constantly trying to to gaze and understand more of the wisdom of Hashem. From the first creation, the highest creation, it's down to the center of the earth. And he knows and understands from them an appreciation of Hashem's greatness. When that happens at the appropriate level, immediately the Spirit of Hashem will rest upon him. The Raman will say later that it may or may not rest upon him, but he definitely is worthy that it may rest upon him. It's possible to rest upon him. At the moment that that spirit rests upon him, his soul become uh, uh, mixed with together, so to speak. With the angels, the lowest level, who are called the Ishim, he'll be transformed to a new person. He'll understand in his mind He's not the same person he was He's greater even of other great Chachamim Because he's a whole new person the, Perhaps the closest thing we can imagine This is a person who was born blind Who suddenly is able to see So he has a whole new perception of reality The closest thing we can get to this Is when you're dead tired And suddenly you have a very strong coffee And boom, you have a whole new 
<laughs> whole new awareness. As it says regarding King Saul, you shall prophesize with them, you shall be transformed into a new person. Obviously, not new, literally, in a new level of an individual. Halacha base. Hanavim, the prophets, Milas, Milasin, is many different various levels of them. As there is with wisdom, a wise man who is wiser than his fellow, although they're both wise. With prophecy, you have one prophet greater than a second prophet. The cool and all the prophets, they only see a prophecy in a dream, in a vision, while they're sleeping at night. Or if it happens during the day, after a slumber passes over them. Commission Emmer, as it says, the Pasuk. I shall make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak to him in a dream. And all the men they prophesize. Their limbs tremble. The strength of their body becomes weak. And their senses, Mr. become confounded. So their minds are totally available to understand what they're going to see. So the Navi loses complete awareness of his physical senses and his normal biology. And his mind is completely able to transcend this physical reality and see the spiritual. As it says, Behold, a great darkness, trembling darkness, a dread fell over him. As it says, the prophet, My appearance, transformed, for the worst, I retained none of my strength when I perceived the prophecy. Halacha Gimel. Hadvarim Shavidin Lanavi, the matters that are shown to a Navi, informed to a Navi, Bamar Hanavu, and a vision of his Navua. Derech Mashu Medin Lai, it's shown to him through a metaphor. Miyadi Chachat Beliba, immediately it's going to be imprinted in his heart. Pishra Hamashal, the interpretation of what the metaphor means. Bamar Hanavu, and his prophetic vision. Vedemahu, and he knows what it is. Kamea Sulam Shayra, Yakovinu, for example, the ladder which Yakovinu saw. Malachim Eidu Vedemba, and the angels ascending and descending on it. That was a metaphor for the various kingdoms that would subjugate the Jewish people. Yaakov did not, did not need to be told that. He immediately perceived that as soon as he saw the metaphor. For example, the animals which Yechezkel saw, he immediately understood what they referred to, the angels they represented without, need, without needing to be told because of his unique spiritual level of the, of the prophet. The boiling pot, the rod, the, um, the almond rod, which Yirmiya saw, the, the, the branch of the almond tree which Yirmiya saw, the Megillah, the scroll Shua Yechesk, which Yechesk saw, the Eifa, the dry measure Shua Zechariah, which Zechariah saw, the Chen Shar Nevi'im, the similarly other Nevi'im, all of them see them see the metaphor and immediately understand its interpretation. Some of the times the Navi says over the metaphor and its interpretation, as the above mentioned examples, some of them only mention the interpretation without telling us what the metaphor was, but we always know that they always saw it through a metaphor, a mushal. Sometimes they just tell us the metaphor without telling us the interpretation. As you have sometimes in Yechezka and Zechariah. However, all of them always see their nevuah, their prophecy, in a metaphoric imagery. Halacha Dalit. Calling Nevi'im all the prophets, Ein Nisnabin, they cannot prophesy B'chol Yishishu in any moment they desire. Ela Mechavim Ba'atim, they must concentrate their attention. V'yeshim and sit, resting, smechim joyously, v'tayv with good hearts, umizbeidim in seclusion, because in seclusion they are not going to be distracted by anything else. And, and they also must be happy because prophecy will not rest on a person not when he's depressed or sad nor when he's lazy or feeling heavy only when he's in a happy state 
Because the person who's sad or depressed, they're very self-aware, and that's why they're sad or depressed. When a person is joyous, it's possible to transcend their sense of self-awareness. And a person who's aware of himself cannot also experience Hashem in prophecy. Only a person who's joyous and lacks self-awareness in a healthy way. Therefore, B'nai HaNavim, the aspiring prophets, the name always had before the navel a harp, a shayfer, a drum, a chalil, or a flute, the chiner and a liar, L-Y-R-E, the heim, mevakshim, hanavua, while they're aspiring to seek prophecy. This is what it says in the Pasuk, the heim, misnabim, they were prophesizing. Clara means to say, they were going in the way of Navua to the point they would actually hopefully prophesy. So they were aspiring prophets. As you say in the Pasuk, as you say, as one would say, plenty misgadil, so and so aspires to greatness, so too these people were aspiring for prophecy. Hey, those people who seek to prophesy, they are called literally means sons of prophets, aspiring prophets. Even though they concentrate their attention, it's possible that the divine presence will rest upon them. It's also possible it will not rest upon them despite their best efforts. Everything we said so far, the Ram is going to tell us now, all the rules and regulations of all the prophets apply to all Nevi'im, all prophets, except for Meshach Rabbeinu. He's an exception. All the things we said thus far, him derech is the manner of prophecy, the chalon for all prophets, the earlier ones and the later ones. Chutz, the exception, being Meshach Rabbeinu, Moses, the master of all prophets. What is the difference between the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu and all the prophets? All of the prophets, they have to see what they, their, their prophecy in a vision or in a dream. Moshe Rabbeinu can prophesy when he's awake and conscious. As the Pasuk says, when Moshe came to the tent of meeting to the Mishkan, to speak with Hashem, he would hear the voice of Hashem speaking to him anytime he came. All their prophets, they see their prophecy through an angel. They see what they see as a metaphor and a parable. Because since they see it through a prophet, excuse me, through an angel, so that requires them to see it through the particular divine energy that angel channels. So two, diff- two different prophets might get the exact same message to give over to the Jewish people, but they see it in, from, in two different metaphors because they're seeing it through two different, two different angels. He does not see through an angel. The Pasuk says, Hashem says, I speak to him mouth to mouth. Whenever the Pasuk says, Hashem spoke to Mesha, put him upon him face to face. Whenever the Pasuk says, He gazes at the image of Hashem. Clear meaning to say, There's no metaphor. He sees the matter clearly as it is. Without a metaphor, without a parable. This is, what, this is what the Torah testifies about him. In a clear vision, he does not see with parables. Does not prophesize, to, uh, does not see a prophet, prophetic vision via metaphor. Rather, with a clear vision, he sees the matter clearly as it is. All other prophets besides Moshe Reim are afraid, have been and terrified, and they 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 uh, they are confounded. Moshe was not so. This is what the pasuk means when it says, He spoke to Hashem like a man spoke to his fellow. Claimer meaning to say, As a person is not afraid to hear the words of another of another individual, so to Moshe Rabbeinu's consciousness had the power, the ability, 
to understand the words of prophecy. And he stood whole in his consciousness. So Moshe Rabbeinu's individual identity was so transparent and refined to godliness that it was not a contradiction to, the, to prophecy. In fact, it was able to be part and, and participate in the prophetic vision. All the prophets ain't they cannot prophesize any time they decide to. But rather any moment he desires, the Holy Spirit will enclose him, envelop him, and the prophetic vision will descend upon him, rest upon him. If he does not need to concentrate, to have special efforts for concentration, all his diamond would have special efforts to prepare himself. Law for the prophet the prophecy. Because he was always prepared, ready, and uh, and uh, and concentrated. Kamalach Ashar is just like the angels, which require no preparation to to hear Hashem. Therefore, he may prophesy at any moment. Shinemar, the pasuk says, "Imdu, stand by ve'eshman. I will hear ma'itzav Hashem l'chem. What Hashem will command you." Shemayish Rabbeinu was confident that he ha- he could immediately ask Hashem and hear a response. This is something Hashem promised him. Shemayim the pasuk says, "Leich emar lehem, go say to the Jewish people after the giving of the Torah in Har Sinai, when all Jews saw Hashem." Tell the Jewish people, go back to your tents, meaning to your marriages, meaning your basic ways of life. So the experience in Har Sinai of seeing Hashem, as the Jewish people did, was a temporary experience, and afterwards they were told to go back to normal, so to speak. However, you, you stand, stand here with me. So we see, all the prophets, when the prophecy is removed from them, they go back to their normal way of life, to their tents, so to speak. Which is the basic bodily necessities. Like all people. The fiqh, therefore, in Persia, Mishnah is saying they don't have to separate themselves completely eternally from their wives. He did not go back to his first tent, so to speak. He did not ever go back to his regular married lifestyle or physical uh, physical lifestyle. Therefore, he separated himself from his wife forever. Anything similar to it, meaning from physical existence, physical life. His mind became bound to the creator of the world, and here the Ram refers to another glory. Besides the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu maintained the Sinai experience even after Mount was over, later on he had an even higher level of revelation of Hashem when Hashem uh, put his hand on his face when he asked for forgiveness for the Yidin who sinned with the golden calf. And that as well was not just temporary, but it was a, a permanent uh, elevation for him, and that glory never left his face. The Koran Erpanov, the skin of his face, shone with light, and he became sanctified like the holy angels. It is possible the Nevu will be just for his purpose alone, for him himself. The heart of Levi to broaden his heart, and to add in his awareness and understanding. To the point that he now knows new godly concepts that he did not know prior. That he be sent to inform something to the people of the earth, or to the people of a certain city, or a kingdom, to, to guide them, and to inform them as to how they should behave, or to prevent them, to stop doing the bad things they are doing. So a Nevoah can be either to give a message over to somebody else, or it can be just for the Navi himself. 
When he's sent to give a message to someone else, to other people, he's generally given a sign or a wonder. So that people should know that Hashem truly sent him when the sign comes true. This is very important. Not every person who does a sign or a wonder do you automatically believe is a Navi. Only a person who we know before he does the sign, he's appropriate and worthy and a candidate for prophecy based on his wisdom and based on his deeds, as we described earlier. By which he's elevated among all the other people around him. He goes in the way of Nevoah, as a Navi, someone who's aspiring to prophecy is supposed to, the Kedusha of Apishos with holiness and separation from all mundane matters. And then afterwards, he comes and does a sign, and he says Hashem did speak to him as he aspired and sent him to tell them such and such. Then, when you have both criteria, he's an appropriate candidate and, and he did a sign, then you, it's a mitzvah to listen to him. Shem the Pasuk says, Elof Tishmon, you shall listen to that person, to that Navi. The Efshin, now it's possible in theory, Shiyasa Oisimayifis, this person who's worthy of Navua will do a sign, but he's not a prophet. This sign he does has some other explanation behind it. So this person who's fitting to be, to do, do Navua suddenly all, learns witchcraft and now can do something witchcraft wise in order to because he desires so much to be accepted as a Navi, for example. Vaf became nevertheless mitzvah It's still a mitzvah. Listen to him because since he's a person who is great in wisdom and theoretically fit for prophecy as far as we know and he does the sign so as far as we know he's worthy of it we, we, we uh, uh, leave him with the assumption that uh, that we have till now regarding him that's what, what we've been commanded to do to listen to somebody who is worthy based on our observation of his conduct and, 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 uh, and, and uh, behavior patterns that he's worthy of prophecy, and he does an actual sign, and he says Hashem, Hashem sent him, it's a mitzvah for us to listen to that person, even though it's not 100% that the sign is legitimate. Just like we've been commanded to decide a judgment in, in court, based on two valid witnesses, even though it's possible that this morning those two people got up and decided to say testimony falsely. But as far as we're concerned, we always know them to be upright, standing up, upright people, upstanding people who have no history of being dishonest. We assume that they are kosher and believable. Regarding these matters, it says, Only Hashem knows the secrets, but the revealed matters are to us and our descendants. It says, People see what the eyes sees. Hashem sees what's in the heart. So therefore, Hashem does not expect us to know with absolute certainty, and we're not held responsible for not knowing things we cannot know. We only know what we see. When we see somebody who's worthy of prophecy, and we see that person perform a sign, we are, we are supposed to, we are commanded to assume it's legitimate, and we should listen to that Navi, provided he does not violate any of the conditions regarding prophecy, as we'll see in the future chapters.